I look at these you do. prices today. Ether- oh, Ethereum's running. Oh, please. Ethereum's running. Oh, well, there you go. GameStop. Let me get in that one before it gets to, for it really, at 450. Let me get in that one because that thing's about to break out. I think Ethereum is terrific. I'm a believer. And I think that you could easily get 35, 40%. Don't, don't be that guy. Don't be like Jim Cramer. Don't be the person who hates this, Randy, because regardless of what these naysayers are saying, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Bitcoin doesn't care because we're breaking through the FTX uh, level. I'm going to show you one or two reasons for this pump uh, because I think we've uncovered what the real reason for this pump may actually be. Uh, also, we got the PPI numbers today, which were absolutely good, unbelievable. So that's great for the macro economy. So I've got a synopsis for you around the macro economy. And then we're going to talk about which layer one is going to win the layer one race. There is a new study that was out, which is a, a super important study when it comes to layer ones. And I think that based on that, we've got a clear winner. Let me know who you think the winner is going to be. Let me know if you think it's Cardano, Solana, Matic, or I don't know, any other layer one. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. It's going to be a big show. Let's have some fun. Let's do this, guys. Fuck out of bed, bitch, go. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Here we are again. And this time, if you look at Bitcoin, we are breaking through the FTX resistance. In fact, that line should be a bit straighter. You can see we're going to break through the FTX resistance. And I think once we break through this FTX resistance, we've got another stop over here, which is 21,890. But that's a small stop. That's for where only a few people are going to get off the bus. And then 22,785 and then 25,283. And I think... We've got a whole lot of indicators now that are showing us that it is, this is not a fake pump. This is not what Al Capo thinks it is. This actually could be the real thing. After 400 days of a bear market, it could be that we are finally getting a real pump, which is, which is amazing. Um, because, you know, if it's true, if it's true, I, I just want to show you, give, I want to give you guys some perspective. Because let's assume for a second that, that I'm right. Um, it would be the first time in a long time. I know, I know, I know. No, I'm kidding. Just let's look at what this pump actually means. So look at this. Let me quickly, ah, oh man, hold on a second. Let's go back quickly. Um, let me show you guys what this pump actually means in the big scheme of things so that you guys get some perspective of where we are. For those of you who think, oh, we've missed the pump. Look at this pattern on Bitcoin. Look at how far we've come from the all-time high. Now, remember in these cycles, generally Bitcoin goes over the previous all-time high. That's how all these cycles have worked. So if indeed we have really turned the corner and it does feel like, you know, we've broken through the 200, uh, the 200 day moving average. We've now broken through the FTX resistance. I'm going to show you a couple of other things that we've broken, that we've broken from. And um, you know what? It feels bad to be going against the pump. So don't be that person going against the pump. 
I know I'm feeling it on one of my trades, as you know. Um, I mean, I've got 100 long positions. In fact, I've got one long position where I think I've got 100 Bitcoin long position open. Um, I'm feeling it on one trade, as you guys know. I'm feeling it on my AVAX trade. It's $10,000. I'm $10,000 down. Uh, I will cut this AVAX short at some point. Um, even though on the charts, it's actually... Let's quickly go to the AVAX chart. So let's quickly go and get an AVAX chart and just have a look at where where what it looks like on the chart. Uh, again, like I said, I'm not comfortable in the short, but I've got to find a good opportunity to be getting out of the short. Now, here, you've got a bull flag, which is forming. You can see it. Let me try and maybe get on, on the four hour. I think that will probably be a bit better. You can see quite clearly that there's a bull flag, which is forming here. And usually what happens with these bull flags is that they break downwards. They don't actually usually break upwards. They break downwards. So um, there we go. You can see it. You can see it coming down there. But let's see. Let's keep watching this trade. At some point, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a stop loss, and at some point, I'm actually gonna get out of this trade. Anyway, listen. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're, got, we're gonna talk about the best layer one, the most superior layer one. We're gonna talk about FTX. There's a whole lot of new news regarding FTX. Good news and bad news. I'm gonna update you on my call with. Kyle from um, from Three Arrows Capital. So I, I had a call with Kyle Davies from Now GTX and Three Arrows Capital, and I've got some good feedback from for you guys uh, based on the show that we did yesterday. What else? We did what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, FTX. We've got the developer report. We've got Polygon news. We've got Cardano news. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff. So listen, what you need to do subscribe to the channel as i said to you guys before we are growing extremely fast in this bear market in fact i think we're one of the only major channels that's growing in the bear market and that's testament to how strong our community is so much love for you guys so 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 much love for you guys um give us some love give us some love um mm crypto said bull flag um so yeah, give us some love, subscribe to the channel, like this content. Remember also that if you want to win the Rolexes, two Rolexes up for grabs. Um, here they are. The if on the in the Bybit promotion, you can win this blue and gold Submariner, which is beautiful. And on the BitGet promotion, you can win the classic Submariner anytime between now and uh, the end of Feb. So all you need to do subscribe you uh, sign up to the exchanges using any one of the crypto banter links if you don't have a link go to the link get one of the links below sign up using the links make a trade every time you trade that goes that's like an entry into a box and then before the end of feb we choose the winners um of the watch and i think it's it's an i, I don't know any other channel that's doing a giveaway like that sorry i just don't know anyone doing it all right let's go 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 um let's go 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 someone says here let's find out if my bet regarding um ADA was right. Tell us, tell me what your bet was regarding uh, ADA. Someone says, let's look at fetch.ai. Let's look at fetch. Let's let, let's actually look at all these tokens while we're here. Um, fetch.ai. Um, hold on a second. I'll share my screen with you guys. We are using a new system, so it, it could be a bit slower than normal. Let's try. Um, what's fetch? There we go. FET. F -E there we go. So fetch.ai, 27 cents. Uh, I want to see Harry's tokens because someone actually mentioned that they are moving up. Let's look at Life and L shares. Okay, slightly up, not, not huge up. Remember when Harry was on the show, the L share was at about $284, 336. Not bad, not bad. Um, in fact, let's. The, I think the best way to start is to look at the bubbles. Uh, we got Engine up, we got Shiba Inu up, we got FTT down. Thank heavens it's down. I did tell you guys that I, th I thought it was worth a short. Um, Frax taking a bit of a breather, Aptos taking a bit of a breather. The only one that's not taking a breather is the one that I'm short. I don't get it. I don't get it. I know as soon as I close the short, the whole thing, the whole thing is going to collapse. I know the whole thing is going to collapse. All right, let's look. 
at the charts that I'm looking at. So the first chart, obviously, the master Bitcoin doesn't care about what anybody else thinks or what Jim Cramer thinks. Um, it is breaking through that resistance in what is the second longest winning streak that Bitcoin has had ever in its existence. So we had in the beginning of January, we had a 14 day winning streak for Bitcoin. In November 2013 was the only other time that we've had 15 days. And then afterwards, there's two 10 days. That's the longest winning streak. So we have had an unbelievable start to 2023. And I think uh, someone says it's if, uh, it's called manipulation of FTT. It might not be. And I'm going to show you something today in the FTT filings. Um, we are going to look at the GMX indicator. The GMX indicator is still calling for a slight uh, a pullback. Um, but I do think even if we get a slight pullback, I didn't expect this level to be broken that easily because this is a key level. This pre-FTX level is a key level. Um, what we probably could get you is a little test down and then maybe up and form a cup and handle. Um, I mean, look, maybe if Bitcoin's got the power, we can we can break right through it. I think the chart that we need to be watching is this S&P chart. Because as much as the stock market doesn't excite us DJs, we have to watch the stock, what the stock market is doing. And the thing is, when I look at the stock market chart, it is testing this resistance that it's been in for a year. This is a trend, a downwind trend in the, that the stock market's been in for a year. But we did get data today, two bits of data today, which show that this could actually break. I didn't think that this resistance would actually break that that um, uh, 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 quickly. But there is a chance that this will break. And I'll show you two bit, bits of data that show that this will break. First bit of data we had today was macro data. We had the PPI numbers out um, and they were good. So... PPI is the producer price index. It shows how producer prices are coming down. It, uh, it came down by half a percent where the estimate was that the pricing would come down 0.5%. This bodes super, super well for inflation. Um, the other bit of, of news that we've got, uh, which could make the stock market break up, why I think the stock market could break up. And you can see the, the S&P is testing this 4,000 level. Now this 4,000 level is a, is a key, key, key level. Okay, so that's that's a key level. So the other, well, there's three bits of news. So the one is the inflation. The second thing is the, the put-call ratio in options on the S&P shows that there could be a huge short squeeze in the work. I mean, this is data. Data is showing us that there could be a huge short squeeze. Uh, it, there could be a huge short squeeze here in the works. All right, then the next chart, which I'm watching, which is collapsing, is the Dixie. Now, remember today, we had the Bank of Japan meeting. Remember, I said to you there was a big Bank of Japan meeting around yield curve control and whether they were going to start change their policy. So that passed, and they decided not to change their policy. Everything remains exactly the same. And so <clears throat> where we are now is that we're getting the dollar <clears throat> index weakening. Now, I want to show you something. I want to show you something here. Earlier on today, during that the meeting, what you can see is that the Dixie shot up. So the dollar index, this is this is a one, we're looking at the one hour charts now. The dollar index shot up. And a very encouraging thing happened when this happened. The dollar index shot up and Bitcoin did not go down, which means that Bitcoin may be following the same path as gold. And I'll show you what the path is. So gold has now started to become this anti-dollar trade. So it's the, it's the, the, the inverse US dollar trade. How does the inverse US dollar trade work? Well, when the, the Dixie goes up, this goes up. When the Dixie goes down, this goes up. And if you look at this dollar index trade, 
if you look at this 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 dollar the the dollar index, it's going down. Gold's going up, and I think that Bitcoin's actually going to start following gold and become this digital store of value, while the layer ones become much more of this tech place. So let's keep watching that. Um, I think no doubt we can see that the Dixie is now well on the way to the 98 level, which is really the next real uh, resistance is somewhere around 98. And it's, 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 from, it's from a long time ago. So I think the next stop for the Dixie is 98. That's why I'm convinced that this pump is actually going to continue. So that's, that's one of the other ones that I'm watching. NASDAQ doing exactly the same thing. Specifically, I want to show you one of the tokens in the NASDAQ, which is Coinbase. Because you have to give credit where credit is due. Kathy Wood was buying Coinbase at $30 and $34. And she's now got the, the Coinbase shares at $55. We were telling you to buy. Um, someone says my screen is not clear. Is that right? Um, we were telling you to buy this uh, this Coinbase at $30, at $30 and $33. Now you got Coinbase at $55. Someone says close your short now. Let's have a look here. What's going on with my short? No, no, I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm going to get a chance to close the short. I'm I'm fine. I'm going to put a stop loss in though. I'm going to put a stop loss in. Um, all right, that's that. Um, I think let's go on to some of the other big news items. As I said to you, the one good thing that we had today was we had inflation down, the PPI down, which is good. The reason why that's good is because I think what's playing out here is that you see the Fed has a meeting. They have a FOMC meeting on the 1st of Feb. And on the 1st of Feb, 95% of 95% chance that we're going up by 25 basis points. Then in March, so let's go in March, they're talking about going up another 25 basis points. But then look what happens from there. May, which is the next meeting, we stay the same. June, which is the meeting after that, we stay the same. July, which is the meeting after that, we stay the same. September, which is the meeting after that, the same, maybe a little bit higher, maybe. November, same. December, same. So what analysts are starting to predict now is what I said to you I thought was going to happen. The Fed's increased interest rates at the fastest rate that they've ever increased interest rates before. Yes, it's the fastest that they've ever done that. That should put the US into recession soon. So probably by Q2, the US goes back into a recession. And then what does the Fed have to do? Well, the Fed has to start loosening. Has to start loosening. So we want a recession as quickly as possible. We, we want a recession. Give us a recession because the sooner we get this recession, the word that everyone's scared of, the sooner we get the recession, the sooner the Fed has to stop what they're doing and say, okay, hold on. We've, we've hurt the economy too much. We've gone into recession. Now let's get us out of recession. How does the Fed get us out of recession? Well, they start cutting rates. That's what they do. So look here. You can see that uh, Charlie Bellello says this is the market expectation. The market expectation is that the Fed will start cutting rates by November 23. So here already we should be in the in the in the rate cut part of the cycle, which is quite late in the cycle. They're also going to change how inflation is calculated, and by changing how inflation is calculated, it should make the CPI. Um, look better than it was if you compare it on a year-on-year -year basis. So that's another bit of good news. So that is the good news on the macro front. Um, some other good news. We know now what the reason for the Bitcoin pump is. And you would have never, ever, ever guessed. If I would have said to you that this is the reason for the Bitcoin pump, 
you would never, never, never have guessed what the reason is for the Bitcoin pump. I'm willing to give $100 in cash right now to anyone who can guess what the real reason for this Bitcoin pump was. And I'm, I'm going to play your video in a second. Um, in a second. I want you guys to guess what the real reason why Bitcoin jumped from here. Here we go. Why did Bitcoin jump from here to here? From there to there. Come on. Come on. I, I need someone. I need someone. It, it is institutional buying, but but why? So I think I finally found someone who, who wins the prize. And that's Tucker Carlson. Huge amounts of Bitcoin. In so, almost all ransoms like this are paid in Bitcoin. So if the U.S. government was buying huge amounts of Bitcoin in order to pay a ransom, Bitcoin prices would surge, of course. So the question is, has that happened? Oh, yes, it has happened. Since the nationwide ground stop last Thursday, the price of Bitcoin has shot up about 20 percent. Is that a coincidence? We asked Pete Buttigieg to come on the show tonight to let us know. Unfortunately, he did not respond to our request. So we'll keep asking. Listen, I've heard some smart things come out of Tucker Carlson's mouth. And now I can say that I've heard some really, really, really dumb things coming out of Tucker Carlson's mouth. What he says, what he's saying, he's alluding to the fact that, remember that there was all that, that airline um, computer technical issue, which grounded all planes in the US. He's alluding to the fact that this was a ransom attack and that the US government of all people had to buy Bitcoin on the open market to pay the attackers, and that is what sent the price up. I mean, I've heard some some stupid things in my life. That 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 comes close to 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 taking the cake. That really does come close to taking the cake. All right, listen. Who do you think? Who do you think is the leading blockchain or the three leading blockchains when it comes to the most important metric? when it comes to the most important, most important, most important metric in valuing blockchains. And I think I want to remind you what the most important metric for valuing blockchains is. It's not transactions per second. It's not total value locked. It's not um, a number of active addresses. It's none of those. The most important metric in valuing a blockchain today is develop activity. Because remember that what happens is when you get a good blockchain and developers are building, the smartest minds in the world are actually building this blockchain and developing applications around this blockchain. They bring in the VCs because the VCs follow the brains, right? The VCs then put money in and then the devs can build cool applications. Those cool applications, of course, bring in users. Users bring in transactions and active addresses and total value lock, locked, which I call the vanity metrics. So there was a study done. Um, people are saying Pulse Chain. Pulse Chain hasn't launched yet. People are saying near Pulse Chain, Arbitrum, Sol, etc. So there was a study done. So remember, we're all about data. So I'm just going to show you the data um, and then you guys can judge for yourself. But before I show you that, I want to just give you a little bit of context here. So the data... Um, was it was around a survey which was conducted by Electric Capital. Electric Capital is Avishal's company. You know Avishal because he lives, he comes on, on banter and he's coming on banter this Friday to discuss this report a, a lot more. But this data analyzed all the blockchains and specifically it analyzed one subset of it, which was open source repositories. So obviously 
you can only know what developers are building when you look at open source repositories. You, you, otherwise, you can't really know. Okay, so they did an analysis, and in a nutshell, this is what it looks like. Okay, this is in a nutshell what it looks like. The the chain with the highest number of devs is Solana. No, is Ethereum. And after Ethereum, after Ethereum, the chain with the the highest number of developers is Solana, followed by Polygon, followed by Near, followed by Kusama, et cetera, et cetera. But this chart here doesn't tell the whole story because this is a report which is about 185 pages. I'm not going to bore you with the detail, but I, I do want to show you all the research that we had to do to get to where we got to. So this is where it is. And you know there are a couple of very, very, very interesting learnings from the report. I'll show you one thing. So for one, we had a huge spike in developers moving to blockchain. Now, I know that this looks like lines on a chart, but this is 61,000 of the smartest people of the in the world who have now moved into blockchain to start developing. And what you can see is that in 2021, between 2020 and 2021, when we were in a raging bull market, we got a whole lot of growth. Between 2021 and 2022, we got growth, but not as much growth. And that is because when the prices went down, the developers, um, I won't say they abandoned ship, but they reconsidered moving. Okay, so that's, that's the first thing. Let's look at some of the other metrics uh, on, on this report. Okay, so the first thing that we need to look at, as they, as they say over here, is let's look at it. So monthly devs grew 5% while prices were down 70, 70%. Um, let's just quickly go a little bit further down and I'll show you, I'll show you a, whole lot, a, a whole lot more. So here we go over here. So while prices at 2018 levels, developers, developer ecosystems are multiples bigger. Bitcoin is three times bigger. Ethereum is five times bigger. Solana, Polygon, Cosmos, and Polkadot grew from less than 200 devs to over a thousand devs each. Okay, so if you're looking at the most active, biggest developer communities in crypto, you've got Ethereum, Bitcoin, Solana, Polygon, Cosmos, and Polkadot. So why is that important? Why are these metrics super important? Well, here's the problem. Bitcoin is only one place that you can invest, and that is, of course, Bitcoin. And I'm assuming that if you're watching this show, you're holding some Bitcoin. And if you're not, you should probably go and you should go and buy some Bitcoin. So that's the first the, the, the first thing. Then you've got Ethereum. Ethereum has by far the, the highest number of, uh, of developers. Let's have a look here. Um, so December 22, 2022, they had 5,819 developers. It puts them leagues above everyone else. So you can see that's where, that's where Ethereum um, moves. But they're not the fastest growing blockchain. In terms of fastest growing blockchain, you've got Polygon, Solana, Cosmos, and Polkadot, which are all clustered over here, which are fast growing blockchains, all with over a thousand developers, full-time developers. And leading that is Solana. Under that is Polkadot. Now that's super interesting because generally, I must say, I haven't been backing Polkadot very much. Maybe you should be paying a little bit more attention on Polkadot because there's no hype around Polkadot. Thing is, this is the metric that removes all the hype and actually says, let's just look under the hood and say, what is actually being developed? Then there's Cosmos. Now, the problem with Cosmos is that you can't really invest in Cosmos because Cosmos is a technology. And the token, the Cosmos token, like the Atom token, doesn't capture the value of the amazing Cosmos ecosystem, the amazing Cosmos technology. So as some people are saying here, 
you can invest individually in all the others, like Juno, Akash, um, uh, um, Osmosis, um, and there are a whole lot of others that you can set. Someone says, yeah, run struggles to say XRP. And to be honest, I looked everywhere in this report. I could not find any mention of XRP. So here is, here is the chart. Here's the chart. I could not find every mention. I could not find any mention of XRP. Here, here's the chart. Look at it for yourself. You can see where all the big active developers are. Solana, Polygon, Nia, Kusama, someone BNB, and then Cardano coming up after that, ICP, et cetera, et cetera. So that's another big takeout from the report. Let me, let's, let's look at some more uh, takeouts from the report. Bitcoin has 920 active monthly developers. Bitcoin is slow and steady. Ethereum has 5,800 developers. It's by far the biggest um, ecosystem out there. Let's go a little bit further. Um, it takes years for developers' communities to reach critical mass. Polkadot, Ethereum, Solana, and Polygon take years to grow to 1,000-plus developers. Polygon, Solana, Nia, Kusama, and BNB Chain, all, it took them longer than four years to get to 150 full-time developers. So you can see the speed at which they get developers is super important. Now, that brings me to the other chains, like the Aptos, the um, the... I want to just show you over here. I think they have about 70 or 75 developers. Let's quickly, let's just see if we can get that slide where we can see the total number of devs. Uh, sure, there's 180 pages in this report. So let's let's go through a few and see if we can find some. So long report this. It's really long. I did go through it. But the one, imp the one impressive thing here was if you look at Aptos, Aptos got to a relatively big, small number quite quickly. Let's just see if we can quickly find it. Here we go. So if you look at, um, is it this one? Here we go. So look at Aptos, around 75 developers, but it got there pretty quickly. If you look at, um, and that that's kind of where they are today. Uh, and the same thing with Sui, 60 or 70 developers. But they have a long way to go before they, they start um, before they start delivering. So now that we have this metric, now we say, okay, hold on a second. You wanna be super smart, you've gotta be, you've gotta compare both metrics. You've gotta say, look, do we have the right developers? Are the developers actually developing? And are they developing cool things that users are actually using, right? So you kind of want two metrics. You wanna say, are the developers and are the developers actually developing shit that they should be, that they should be using? And so that's when I correlated back to this chart over here, where I look at things like the total active addresses. And you can see that it aligns perfectly. You've got Solana, Ethereum, Polygon, and Nia. Those are the four top ones in terms of daily active addresses. And the same thing happens here. Solana, Polygon, Avalanche, Ethereum, Nia, when it comes to, um, to daily transactions. And then you go and compare that back to the, the, to the developer report. And you can see it's pretty much the same. Solana, Polygon, um, uh, near and of course, as we said, Ethereum. So that's that's what we're looking at. And now you've got to say to yourself, okay, what do you, what do I believe in? Do I believe in in business development? Do I believe in the best tech in the world? Do I believe in the best developer communities? And based on that, you can make a decision as to which blockchains you want to be investing in. So you look at, for example, um, Polygon. I mean, they are business development marketing masters. They did this deal with Reddit, which gave them six million unique addresses. Um, you can see the active addresses are growing very quickly. They've got this partnership that they announced with 
with MasterCard earlier on in January. They announced a whole lot of uh, NFT collections with the biggest brands in the world, Nike, Prada, Dolce & Gabbana, Coca-Cola, uh, Meta. This is, this is, these guys are beasts at business development. Solana has the biggest community, but these guys are beasts in, 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 in terms of business development. I was trying to make a case for Cardano. And I was looking for Cardano because I hold Cardano. You know I hold some Cardano. And I was looking to see, but I just don't see it in the dev community. You can see where the dev community is here on Cardano. Just, it's, I'm not going to say it's non-existent, but it's not where it needs to be. That's for sure. So I think that's one metric. I did look at some other metrics on, on Cardano. So, I mean, I looked at, let me show you what I was looking at earlier today, just to, to validate the thesis. Um, and, you know, based on this, I'm not buying any more Cardano. I am actively buying Solana. I'm not buying today, but I am actively buying Solana. Um, the one positive thing here, you can see the number of transactions on Cardano in the last year has almost, it's doubled. It's, 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 it's doubled. Um, and if you look here, you, yeah, so that, that gives you the number of active address, the number of addresses versus the price. You can see the number of active addresses has doubled, but I didn't see, I didn't get what I wanted to get out of Cardano. Just didn't want to, want, wanted to do, I didn't see that. Alrighty, so that's that. Again, I'm reminding you, if you want to participate in the Rolex competition, go, go, go. Uh, sign up with the links below. You know what to do and stand a chance to win it. Let me know in the comments which one you want. Which one do you want? Do you want the Bybit one or do you want the BitKit one? Do you want the blue or do you want the black? If you had a choice, if I said to you, you've won, which one should I send to you? Do you take the blue or do you take the black? Let me know, let me know, let me know. Let me know in the comments below. Also, by the way, after this show, we are doing a Twitter Spaces. So let me quickly take you there so you can see what we're doing. Um, join us on Twitter Spaces. If you want to jump in and talk, there's going to be a whole lot of huge guests uh, coming on the Twitter Spaces today. So here it is. It's on my Twitter profile. There it is. Just go and set a reminder. Join us on the Spaces. Uh, it should be fun. It should be fun. We're talking about whether the bull market's back. We're talking about Suzu and Kyle's new venture, uh, GTX. We're talking about a whole lot of other things. So it should be fun. All right, let's talk about FTX. I got good news and I got bad news on FTX. Um, what do you want to hear first? What do you want to hear first? Good news, bad news? You tell me. You drive the show. I, I'm just presenting it. In fact, it's not. It's not actually even me anymore. It's an AI which is just presenting it. it looks like me. It's an AI. Um, by the way, I have said I think that we've got three years left in being able to do shows before an AI could probably make a better show of us. I've seen some models of AI. All right, so. The bad news is, no, let's talk about the good news first. Come on, guys. So the good news is that we got this, this thing from the, from the regulator that says that they've identified about five, from the liquidator, 5.5 billion of liquid assets confirmed to date. You read what this is about, and it said uh, there's 1.7 billion of cash. Okay, so they got 1.7 billion of cash, 3.5 billion of crypto assets, and, 0. and $300 million worth of securities. And so together, they got 5.5 billion dollars worth of cash when they look at the liquid assets they say this does not describe any value of holdings of dozens of illiquid crypto tokens now i'm going to show you something here which is a contrarian view if you look at the assets that they are holding they're holding tokens they're holding funds investment in funds which is sam bankman fried was was a genius he would go to a multi-coin capital and he'd say, you invest in us and I'm going to use that money to invest in your fund. That's what he was doing. 
So you can see multi-coin capital. We know multi-coin capital are big investors in FTX. And then we also know that FTX invested in multi-coin capital, right? So all these transactions, all these investors are now under, under investigation by the SEC. The SEC is investigating all of these um, all of these things. So the good news is that there's 5.5 billion and more, and that money is going to flow into the market at some point in time. Okay, that's part of the good news. The bad news is that I had the I had a call today with Carl Davies, and we were talking about Three Arrows Capital first before we spoke about the new venture. And in the call, he said to me, "Look, do you know how much the liquidator is earning? The Three Arrows Capital liquidator is earning." He said, "No, I, don't, I have no idea how much." He said. $25 million a year. So the three arrows capital liquidator is earning $25 million a year, which is probably a case to say that the FTX liquidator is probably earning $100 million a year. They have an incentive to drag out all these liquidations. So I asked him another question. I said, look, how long do you think before the, um, the, the entire FTX windup is, is, is hap will happen. In other words, when do you think that this money will be wrapped up and given back to the consumers so, or investors so we can have another $6 billion in the market to start trading? This is where the bad news comes in. He said to me, it's going to take 10, maybe 15 years. And I said, look, that, that's crazy. He said, look, look at Enron, look at Bernie Madoff, look at uh, Mount Gox, all of those are eight, nine, seven, ten years. And this is possibly slightly more complicated. And so there's good news and bad news in there. The bad news is that it's going to take a long time before FTX holders get their dividends, and it's going to take a long time before this money flows back into the market. See, someone says Minecraft's money is still not available. He's right. There is some good news here. I'll show you the good news. I know it's a contrarian view, but if you look at the tokens that these guys are holding. They're holding a whole lot of tokens, including, so let's just see, they're holding 685 million of Solana. They claim that this is only liquid tokens, right? So they say, this is the liquid portfolio, okay? Liquid portfolio. So remember that the, the lawyer said, here, yeah, I'll show it to you here. Um, hold on, let's quickly find it. There's, there were two tweets, let's just quickly find it does not describe any value of holding of dozens of illiquid cryptocurrency tokens. Now, that means that FTX have $685 million worth of liquid Solana. And the good news is that if you think about a token, a token increases in value the more tokens are locked up and the longer the tokens are locked up, right? So like if people lock up their Solana and they become illiquid, that is a good thing, not a bad thing, right? You, you'll agree with me on that. So my theory is that if this liquidation is going to take three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, whatever, however long it takes, and these guys only start distributing or selling the Solana in three, four, five years, this $685 million worth of Solana is actually $685 million locked up won't be sold, won't be touched, won't change hands for the next five, six, seven years. And the same thing with all the Solana that they're supposed to be getting, Solana, Aptos, a whole lot of other tokens they were supposed to be getting, right? These tokens are now locked up and they're not going to be hit entering the market anytime soon, right? So to me, maybe this is actually for the short term, a positive thing, because we kind of know that these tokens, which previously could have hit the market, 
they can't hit the market anymore until and, until and unless the liquidator actually do something. The other thing is FTT. So they're talking about FTT here, and they're saying that they have $529 million of FTT. Now, I don't know about you, but the only use case that I know of for FTT is it, it is the exchange token for FTX, which gives you a discount on the exchanges and is bought and burnt by the exchanges out of their profits, right? You know how the, the FTX, FTT mechanism work works. How do the, why would the liquidator actually assign a value to the FTT tokens? Crazy. Someone says, pump up the like button. This is embarrassing. How many likes are there? How many likes are there? Let's get this like button to 5,000. If we get to 5,000, I'll be the happiest man alive. You guys will be the strongest community in the world. Smash it up. Help me get unshadow banned. Now we realize that it's only my show that's, that's still shadow banned. Miles' show, not shadow banned. Sheldon's show, not shadow banned. Kyle's show, not shadow banned. It's just me. It's just me. It's just me. Someone says an AI will start on time. We had some problems starting up, but we here, we here. Situ, there's a whole lot of new technology in the studio. Um, so this is now locked up. The, the, these tokens are now locked up. Uh, Solana, the FTT tokens, be careful because that means that these guys aren't in circulation and that could actually cause a short squeeze, which may have been what was happening in the last couple of days. My call to short it was actually a good call. So I said to you guys, short it at $2.60 or $2.65. Um, I think it's it's probably now under $2 or close to $2.08. So you would have made you would have made good money if you'd just taken if you had just taken that trade. Okay. So yeah. Let's yeah, someone says Kyle's never late. <laughs> someone says runs runs banned since AVAX. I'll get out of this trade. I'll lose between five and ten grand. But <laughs> you'd have two Rolexes, but still can't start on time. Okay, I get it. I get it. I'll start on time tomorrow. I'll start on time tomorrow. Um, let's see, what else is there regarding FTX? There's a lot of juicy news here regarding FTX. Um, they also seem to hold a whole lot of tokens that shouldn't be in circulation. They own 99.69% of all Oxy tokens, 99% of all Serum tokens, and 98.7% of all MAPS tokens. Long-term, that is really bad. Short-term, if you believe in any of these tokens, these tokens could be locked up for years and years and years to come. So there's a there's two sides to this coin, right? There's two sides to this coin. It says FTX owns tokens that should not exist. Eight billion maps, nine point seven six of Oxy, and seven point four of of Media. So you know this now. We've told you this. Next thing here is, as I said to you, the SEC is investigating VCs who invested in FTX and assessing whether the VCs conducted their stated due diligence process. How's that? Um, here's a list of the investors in the VCs that invested. Pantera, Sequoia, DCG. DCG is everywhere. DCG is everywhere. Greylock Partners, uh, Lightspeed, Sequoia, Multicoin, Coinbase, Cap Coinbase Ventures. So now the SEC is investigating these funds. So did you do a good enough due diligence? And if you did, how did you not pick up this piece of code over here? This is the actual code that gave Alameda unlimited collateral on FTX. So someone actually went and found this actual code. Um, also, so here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a very cool one. So a report, and I think the report was again from Coindesk. Was it Coindesk? Yeah, it was Coindesk. Worked out that 196 members of, New York, of US Congress took cash from Sam Bankman-Fried. That means that one in every three Congress person, one in every three Congress persons in the US 
accepted or took money from SBF. Now, the big question is, if you took money from SBF, are you going to return the money? 19 of the 196 who took money from FTX have stated that they will return the funds. And the other 100 and whatever, 177, they're not returning the funds because they're just a bunch of corrupt politicians. That's all they are. A bunch of corrupt politicians. That, that's that's what we're dealing with here. That's what we're dealing with here. Um, also, we have a picture of the FTX property portfolio. Where did I put it? It's got to be somewhere here. Um, here it is. Here's a picture of the all the all the FTX property portfolios in in Bahamas. So the penthouse units. Um, here we go. That's 166 million worth of, of properties. You got property two, which is one property valued at 12.9 million. Here you got three properties valued at 28.8 million. Here you got one property valued at. So this is all together in the Bahamas, 253 million dollars of property that FTX bought. Remember yesterday I said to you that the vegans at FTX bought $7 million worth of food in, in a couple of months. Told you, being vegan is expensive. Um, is there other news? There, I think there is. There's a whole lot of other news, actually. Let's quickly open the news and see what is happening on the research group. Let's have a look here. Okay, so first of all, where is SBF now? He's at his parents' house in Los Angeles. I hope he's at his parents' house in Los Angeles. Um, DCG has informed its shareholders that the firm is suspending dividends until further notice. They're about to go bankrupt. Suspending, suspending <laughs> dividends. They're about to go bankrupt, these people. Um, Gains Network, uh, as we said yesterday, uh, they're starting to blow up because I think they introduced index futures yesterday. So exponential growth on GNS and Arbitrum, it's insane, just over two... In, after just over two weeks, half a billion dollars in volume now on Arbitrum. Um, so that's big news. Um, there is this narrative around ETH staking, which I know you guys have been, we, we told you about. You can see today that Rocket Pool uh, exploded. So I think Rocket Pool um, was listed on Binance today. Uh, let's see what it did today in terms of price. I know you guys have been watching that. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the symbol for Rocket Pool? Let's have a look here. I think it's RPL, is it not? Yeah, it should be RPL. That's crazy. Maybe it's not. Maybe we're not getting it on 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 uh, CoinGecko. So Rocket Pool was listed in Daniel Silver is rubbing salt in my wound here, saying that uh, AVAX is the best token in. Oh, here it goes again. Here it goes again. Here it goes again. Seventeen twenty-five, which means that Bitcoin must actually be running. 20, 21,500. I mean, you can see that this level now is, is, is history. You can see that this level now is history. I'll, I'll draw my line straight. Let's zoom in. So we need to close above that level. Yesterday, AVAX failed to close above this level over here. So let's see if it gets rejected again by the 200-day moving average. Let's let's keep watching it. Um, he says, um, RPL is limit only on Coinbase. RPL, yeah, I thought... I said RPL, look here, when I do RPL here, um, oh, here it is, RPL, there we go. Okay, so it was listed on Binance today. It's up, let's have a look here. Here, you can kind of see exactly when when the listing news came out. It went from uh, $32 to $42. So, and it's now starting to come back down, which is good, which is good, which is good. Um, cool, I think, what else? Let's see, are there any, let's do some Q&A. We've got some time here today. 
couple of minutes. Let's see what's going on. Remember, 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 we're going to spaces after this. Here it is. Here's the spaces on my Twitter. Uh, we're going to be here for about two, three hours. If you guys want to jump in and have a chat, jump in and have a chat uh, with us. Yeah, Zach XBT looking into it. I see that. Um, how about ICP? I think ICP is too much of an ambitious project. I just think it's too much of, a, of an ambitious project. And I think that when a project is too big, it's like, it's the difference between saying, I want to build a spaceship that goes to the moon and saying, I want to build a spaceship that can go to the moon and then on the way stop over in Mars. It's just too much. Um, okay, someone says, Bloomberg, US Justice Department, just go back to that, to announce cryptocurrency action at 12 p.m. Statement, 1700 GMTs, when is that? Let's have a look at U.S. Justice Department. Let's see. Let's see if this is even real news because we're getting it. You know, um, to announce crypto news at seven p.m. No, I don't. I don't think that it's happening. I mean, let's see. Let's see. We, we don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I think that inflation is coming down hundred percent. We've spoken about that before. Um, why does Bitboy love XRP so much? My feeling is he's looking to tap into communities. And I think that the one community that he's really looking to tap into is, that, you know, there's two or three very, very, very passionate communities in crypto. XRP is one of them. Oh, it's true. Walter Bloomberg just says, US Justice Department to announce action at 12 p.m. in a statement. Here it is. That's coming from Walter Bloomberg. Uh, 12 p.m. GMT, that's 1700 GMT. What time is that from now, James? Okay, amazing, amazing. Uh, Donald Trump prepares for his return to Facebook and Twitter. That's some more news that's breaking at the moment. Um, what else is happening? I'm just looking through, I'm just scrolling through the research group to see if anything happened while we were live, because that's the idea is to bring you like live stuff here. Um, I don't see anything. I want to just remind you again, uh, Avalanche partner with Amazon. That's not a rumor. That was announced last week. That was announced last week. I wonder if this news that the, that there is that there is potentially cryptocurrency enforcement coming. I wonder if it's done anything. That no, hasn't done it. Bitcoin doesn't care. The buying the buying pressure on Bitcoin is just too big. Um, Bitcoin doesn't care, and that's a great sign. That to me says we may be, may be, may be, um, uh, uh, we may be uh, past the worst, and we may be in bull territory. Um, I see Fred has sent me something. Let me know if you want me to play it. It looks like it's a video and it looks like it's quite a funny video. Oh, Fred. Okay. I've got, I've got two videos to play for you guys. You guys feel like doing some movies? Yes, no? Should be funny. All right, let's 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 play. I'll play one for you. Uh, I, lo I love this one. Um, let me know if you like it. I loved it. Thank you for being here for legal purposes. I actually just woke up an hour ago, threw on a suit and didn't even wash my balls, but it's okay. As you all know, I'm Jerome Powell, and let me tell you, inflation is a real pain in the ass. I heard some poors on the streets complaining about $8 egg prices. Like I was saying to my good buddy Kashkari that day, what could an egg normally cost man? 10 bucks. Just seems like a lot of unnecessary complaining. Back in my day, a G-Wagon cost around 100 bands, and now almost twice that. That's why I really feel for the average American. Inflation is like your wife's boyfriend, no matter what. And Connor, look out, look out. In the long run. But don't worry. 
we at the Fed know exactly how to handle it. We have tools in our arsenal to keep inflation in check, such as adjusting interest rates and pretending to reduce the balance sheet while the Treasury continues to do QI. As for interest rates, they're like a roller coaster ride. <clears throat> Wish my wife would do that. Too bad you're stuck on this ride for the long haul. And as for bulls and bears, they're like two chefs for Putin trying to cook up a storm in the kitchen, one stirring the pot with too much force and the other poisoning it too lightly. But in the end, they both get pushed out a window for not following the recipe correctly. Let's be real here. It's all a game and we're the ones making the rules. As my mother used to preach to me when I was merely a baby suckling at her tit, fuck your puts, fuck your cuts, fuck your calls. Jay Powell will have you by the balls. What a visionary. Anyways, I digress. Thank you, and I look forward to your questions. <laughs> Legend. So Fred sent me another one. I think we're making this into a bit of a movie night here. Let me see if I can get you this other one onto your screens so that you can see this other one. I actually, actually enjoyed this one because I think it's a fair... Hold on, let me just do this. Uh, I think it's a fair representation of where we're at. Um, here we go. I'll show it to you because you guys are just a bunch of legends. Uh, yeah, here we go. I mean, if you want to see it, you know, you, you know. Oh, oh my goodness! Now he's got, he's got the back. He's, he he's done it. He he it. Connor just slices through him like butter. Look out! Oh! Wow! I love the look on this guy's face, though, <laughs> Ah, That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Listen, guys, much love. See you tomorrow. Before I let you go, do let me know in the chat which one is better, blackface or blueface, blackface or blueface. If you were to get a choice of which one you want to win, do you want the black one or do you want the blue one? The black one, blue one, black one, blue one. Let me know in the chat. Love you guys, Maddie. Remember to join us on Spaces now. Uh, I'm I'm expecting all 4,000 of you on the spaces. We're going to start the spaces in about 15 minutes. I'll see you guys there. Until then, have fun, trade well, look after yourselves, and let's just hope that this pump absolutely continues. See you guys tomorrow. See you guys on spaces.